2: You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
0: Cheers! Cheers! cheers. <laughs> That's literally my Who line. says clink out loud. Cheers, girls.
1: One, two, three, clink, or one, two, clink. One, two, three, cheers.
5: Welcome to crying in public.
1: <sighs> hey guys! Happy spooky! Say Was my chewing that loud? No. Oh. I was freaking out internally. That's my biggest fear: is people can hear me chew.
5: No, and now that's my biggest fear because I know you don't like when people chew loudly. So whenever I chew, I literally try to chew so softly.
1: Most people, though, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's like a mm. chemical annoyance. Like it's not that like I'm annoyed. It's that my nerves in my body are on like on fire. You know what I mean? I do I because do, like, when people pop their gum.
5: Ooh, it makes me so angry. Really? Yes. I love when people pop their like,
1: gum. Like, like, I don't want to hear what's going on in your mouth. Mm-mm.
5: I don't like when people like constantly pop their gum. Like the, like the chewing that goes.
1: Ew. You know, know what I mean? It. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Even the sound of like that. That <laughs>
5: makes me <Cindy> so upset. <laughs> this
1: makes a lot of people upset.
5: <laughs> Starting off on a great note. Guys, weekend is coming. Oh, there Ooh. was a hair. I just pulled out the longest hair from the inside of my microphone. That was so gross.
1: We're so like
5: good cute podcasters. And clean. Oh, yeah. Clean. Sexy.
1: That was really sexy US, you yeah. know?
5: Yep. No wonder we both have boyfriends. I wonder. God, <laughs> sometimes nah. I'm like, oh, why do I have a boyfriend? Sure, With
1: i like, we cute.
5: Um, Halloween weekend is this weekend, and Halloween this year is on a Sunday, which I don't really know how I feel about, because I usually prefer if it's on a Friday or Saturday, because nobody gives us off for Halloween. I feel like people
1: like when it's in the middle of the week, too, just because you have an excuse to party before, party the weekend after, and party during. But, like, question, what age does it, like, not become acceptable to still celebrate Halloween? Like, in, like, a non-chuggy, like, not too yeah, in, like, a non-cringe, like, parent type of way? Like, I feel like when you're in your 30s, it's not cool to dress up for Halloween. Like, it's weird.
5: Perhaps. However, I will have Halloween parties until the day I die because I love Halloween. So it'll still be cringy until whatever. So I don't well, know. I'm the wrong person like, to ask that question too.
1: It was like a party. It's different. But like, when is it like weird to like go out and like oh. go to a club and buy oh. tickets for Halloween? Like once you get like 27,
5: maybe younger, maybe like 25 or 26, mm-hmm. maybe. No, why someone who's 30 years old listening to this podcast having tickets to like no. like I'm dragging my boyfriend
1: weekend. to Halloween stuff with us. Yeah. But, like, besides that, he, like, was not planning on going out. Like, Uh for him, it's, like, weird. Yeah. I think it's so fun and cute. But we're literally
5: dragging him by his ears to come with us out. I
1: tried to make him do um, Austin Powers and Beyonce from Goldmember with me from Austin Powers. But apparently that's offensive to him. Where are you guys
5: going to do that? Where would you do that? Hollywood.
1: If they didn't say 50s, they said Hollywood. Really? Yeah.
5: Not 50s Hollywood. Just Hollywood, period. Well,
1: the imitation literally just says Hollywood. But they have Marilyn Monroe on the cover. So it's kind of like, girl, you could have been a little bit more clear about oh.
5: that. Oh. Yeah, they could have said 50s or something. And they like
1: said that. Halloween costume challenge or whatever. And I was like, all right. You got to be more clear with your instructions then.
5: Yeah, Cindy and I are going, like, <clears throat> mass shopping on Thursday. We're getting our nails done. I'm getting mine black, pointy, long. It's going to be disgusting. And then we're going to go mm-hmm. shopping afterwards. I need, for my job, I need a Victorian outfit. And then for... Saturday, when we're going to the Hollywood party, I need a, par- I need a costume for that. And then on Sunday, Sunny and I are being Lottie and Tiana, and I need a costume for that. Yeah, we just in costume.
1: the frog. Guys, I've never seen a, like, a pairing of people that matches us so well.
5: It's like, so good. It's so scary. I told my bosses that we were dressing up as that, and Eden, my coworker, love her. She was like, it's perfect.
1: No, literally, it's it is so perfect. so perfect. And my boyfriend was like, ew, I keep, I have to keep saying that. He was like, no one's gonna know what the fuck that is because they're not five. And I'm like, you know what? It was a big part of my childhood.
5: Everybody our age is gonna know because when Princess and the Frog came out, we were all prime time. Like we still went to the movies. Yeah, and we were like it. eight. Yeah. yeah. So I watched it in theaters, you watched it in theaters, like we all were there and we all have seen it. So everybody'll know.
1: Yeah, just as Hollywood themed. Yeah. Okay, but like what does that mean? Cause that because like, okay, I hate low key when they have themes for Halloween parties because the themes they choose never include black people. Some kind of like, like, for example, Sarah and I went to a 1920s party. last. It was really the worst party I've ever been to in my life. And when I was getting like a costume, I was like, my people were uh, being segregated. They were in Jim Crow, what well, I'm just dressed up as. I was going to do a flapper girl because everyone else is going to do that. So I dressed up as a gangster, but a sexy gangster. And I was the only girl there not wearing pants. So what about it?
5: Not wearing. You were wearing pants. You were not wearing pants. You were wearing, I wearing spandex. I
1: was. <laughs> and I looked. I looked good too. I looked good. And all the girls. All the girls there were shaking because they were like, yeah. "She pulled that off." Yes, I did. <laughs> Yes, I did. Thank you very much.
5: And we decided not to walk from that party to like this bar that we were meeting Sydney's boyfriend at after. So we Ubered. But then as soon as we got out of the Uber, we probably got like 20 catcalls before we even walked into the bar. And I was planning on walking home that night because it was only like five blocks away from my house. But I Ubered five blocks because I was like, I'm not about to get kidnapped right now. I was so promiscuous. My dress was down to my like below my tits. My hoo-ha was out like in the back. And my cooter.
1: And tell me why. This man was like, I feel like you guys are witches. I've also yeah. seen our costumes. He's like, no, no, but you guys as human beings are witches. And he was like, <laughs> abracadabra. I was like, okay.
5: Yeah, so my freshman year, I don't know really know if I told this story, but I'll keep it quick. Um, I think I, did, I totally told the story on the podcast, but to keep it short, um, basically freshman year of college, some woman walked down the street and cursed me because she was a psychic, and I didn't want to like, buy a reading from her, so she cursed me. So recently, this, that weekend, a witch blessed us. So now I think the curse is reversed. and Maybe I'll start having good luck, which is doubtful because this week has been the most stressful week of my life. Unfortunately,
1: it's so we need to figure out what Hollywood means. Because if so, you should be the girl from Pretty Woman, which is the white and blue dress. <gasps> if you do Hollywood, because she has like a, a blonde. Julia bottle, Roberts? No. In the scene? She's yes, like she waiter. does
5: when she's when she's out on the streets. Like yes, this costume. Yes,
1: but the thing is how you gonna put Hollywood and not put what Hollywood means that's I so know. girl give us a little something more than that ugh cause if so everyone's gonna be Breakfast like Tiffany's and they're gonna be Marilyn Monroe
5: absolutely and this episode will be incl- featuring not sponsored because we're not sponsoring them but featuring baked by melissa cupcakes because we love them and we love melissa and we're gonna eat the halloween cupcakes and the all halloween, throughout this like, episode it's enough
1: for like a little fucking family we're eating <laughs> it for like five days straight yeah. we're so healthy you guys they're bite-sized piss me off but I you can it. just
5: shove one in your mouth and then it, you can have like 10 because it's so easy yeah. to eat
1: they're bite-sized, and Sarah eats them in multiple bites, and it drives me insane. She, like, yeah. nibbles on them. I'm like, girl, that thing could fit. I can fit four of these in my mouth at once. Thank
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> <Anyway. laughs> So
5: let's get into it. Today is going to be a crazy good... Episode because my don't
1: don't jinx us. Oh no, it's so
5: good. Because my favorite podcast, aside from ours, is one called My Favorite Murder with Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And they do every week they do like two murders each. Um and they like switch off kind of. So I'm gonna say up front right now that like we took this idea, or at least I, because Cindy doesn't listen, I took this idea from them. But for our Halloween episode, just because Halloween is in, like, three days or four days, we are doing, like, a Halloween special episode, and today we are doing one murder and two cult stories. Originally, it was supposed to be one murder and one cult story, so we just alternated, but Sydney's two cult stories are short just because that's how cult stories are, so she put them both together, and we're probably going to do, like, 30 minutes per person, and it's going to be a, this is our Halloween special, so, aka, I've never been so excited for an episode in my life
1: murder freaks me out so this should be fun yes we know what does hollywood mean this is gonna make me so mad
5: we should should i like reach out
1: no honestly because they invited us so and yeah, i mean, like honestly if like, i looked at that hey. people said flapper girl some people said the 1920s hollywood some people said 50s Some people said just like movies in general i've actually seen movies in general but like yeah. they didn't say uh okay <laughs> let's go let's get be into the murder your
5: intention let's get into the murder
1: Due to the nature of the topic of this episode, which is murders and cults, due to our like Halloween theme, just warning, there are a lot of uncomfortable and in nature, grotesque themes being discussed, um, including not limited to obviously death, murder, um, sexual assault, and pedophilia, among other things. So if those topics are potentially triggering or make you uncomfortable, we do advise skipping
3: Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
5: So we decided I'm going to go first because... Sarah said she was going first. Because I literally (laughs) needed to go first. Oh yeah, and also what is very integral to the story is that we decided to do like... Surprises. So Cindy doesn't know what my murder is and I don't know what her two cults are, except for the fact that she can't pronounce them and she's been trying to I I can't pronounce either of them, but the worst part
1: is I can't even look up how to pronounce them because Sarah's sitting across from me.
5: (laughs) I'm so excited. Today, oh it's not an exciting topic, but I just I don't even know how I could justify how I'm so excited for this episode, but I am. Today we are doing the tragic story of Mary Vincent. Do you know who Mary Vincent
1: is, girl? I'm pretty sure half of the girls who grew up on the block in the '50s knew Mary Vincent. Okay, actually, great.
5: Enough. I'm glad that you don't know who she is because I wanted to tell. I wanted to be the person
1: I to tell you the her story up the right first
5: now. Time. No, I will kill you. I'm not look her honest. up after the murder story. Because it's a beautiful story. That's, like,
1: my one thing, though, side note, is that whenever I, like, hear something about a topic I don't know about, I have to look into it to the point where I become an expert on it. So if I ever ask about it again, I can show them up. Like, I know more than you.
5: (laughs) Great. So make sure to not look it up, because I want to be the one to tell you the story first. And then, I know more than you. Just kidding. Uh (laughs) She's spazzing. Uh So this story takes place in September
1: 1978 in Modesto, California. <laughs> Sorry, <that> was, <laughs> this is so funny. This is just so I like I'm in story
5: time. I'm so excited. I'm just like, to, so, so, like,
1: converse with you yeah. during it? Yes. Just, are you saying the whole thing at once?
5: No. So you interject, like, interrupt me and to say something or go on a tangent because I'm going to go on tangents during this because it pisses me off. So let's have this conversation. Okay, I already style. have a tangent ready. Okay. Quick, What's your qu- tangent? Quick
1: tangent. Why is all the creepy shit happening in the 70s and the 60s? What was y'all going through?
5: I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why in the story. The
1: war and the shit, but like, the ooh. War. Y'all, ooh. Too Didn't much have, there Wasn't marijuana like very popular in this time? Y'all shouldn't have been chill.
5: Yes, and you know what else was popular back in the 70s? Hitchhiking.
1: Oh, yeah, it was. And, like, dun, like sticking dun, your thumb dun. out and being like, come pick me up, daddy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I did not know I don't know why I the end into that. That was not intended at all. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry.
5: So, um, Mary Vincent. Ran away from home when she was fifteen to California because she was fifteen years old, rebellious phase, whatever. She when she went to California, she was really lonely. She got really lonely because she was there for a while. So she decided to hitchhack by hitchhack hitchhike H- 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 <laughs> hitchhack back home
1: to Nevada. You gonna walk to Nevada? Hitchhike. They gotta walk to hitchhike. Down. You
5: gotta walk to a road and then hitchhike from there, or a major highway and then hitchhike.
1: They must not
0: be black. So
5: um keep in mind everybody was hitchhiking it was really common in the late 70s so like a lot of people nowadays hear the story and they're like oh my god Mary's so stupid like whatever but like everybody was doing it so it wasn't a big deal at all
1: and she was 15 right and
5: she was 15 years old so i guess it might have been a little uncommon to do it when you were 15 but also in the 70s like it was also more common to leave your kids home alone and you know like people didn't yeah like it was it was a freer time i guess um, the difference is, is that instead of holding up their thumbs, serious hitchhikers would, like, hold up signs and be like, I'm going north, blah, blah, blah. Kind of like how a limo holds a sign for you when you get off the plane, like, oh So Mary's sign said south because she was going south back home to Nevada. A man pulls up in a blue van and Mary's really excited because she's like, I just want to go home, like, I'm so tired. And there were two other people behind her, so, like, two people were hitchhiking along with her. Uh, She asked the man for a ride. and The man said okay. And the two people behind her were also going south. So they were like, let's also come. And the man said he only had room for one person. Upon seeing that the van was completely empty and he totally had room for more than one person, the two people told Mary not to go. They were like, don't go. This is creepy. This guy's weird. But Mary was not thinking and she was desperate to go home. She was 15, yeah. And she was 15. So she was just like, I'm going to get in this car and like, I just want to go home to my parents, whatever. So she was tired it was hot. She wanted to leave. So this guy had this kind of like Santa persona. So like white facial hair, grandpa. Like I would show you a picture, but I forgot to pull it up. But he's very like, you could see it on the street and not think anything of it. Um, so in the car, she gets in the car without the two other people. And she dozes off because she's, you know, in it's California in September. Like it's so hot and dry and it's, she's freaking out. She woke up, doesn't really know when, kind of time was lost. She was like, whatever. She they didn't have a clock. So she didn't recognize the signs that in the way that they were going. Immediately she was like, this is annoying. So she called him out right there and then she was, you know, like she wasn't being a doormat. She wasn't being polite. She wasn't like just trying to, you know, pertain to this guy. She called him out and she was like, we're going the wrong way and you fucking know it. So without saying anything, he pulls over and it's a deserted road. So she's recognizing all of these things and her spidey senses are going off like the badass this like the Mary's a badass she knew she is kind of looking around trying to figure out her plan she's developing an escape plan in her mind and her shoes were untied so in preparation to run she got out of the van to tie her shoes and then she was going to go run like she's literally planning to escape before anything happens immediately sledgehammer comes right down on her head blacks out she's still alive she wakes up it is dark tied up in the back of his van He rapes her multiple times, around six times, and throughout the entire thing, she's trying to appeal to his better nature, so she's staying calm, and she keeps repeatedly asking him, why are you doing this? While the act is happening, while everything's going on, she's like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to me? He falls asleep in the back of the van, where they're both located at this time. And she still couldn't get away because she was so tightly bound. So think about this. Like, your captor's asleep. This is the perfect opportunity for you to get away. And you can't because you're tied up. So it's just, you know, you can imagine the thoughts that are going through her head right now. He, She keeps telling him, um, along with, like, why are you doing this, trying to appeal to his, like, nature. Along with that, she keeps saying, let me go. Set me free. I just want to be free, etc. So keep that in mind because that's important later. He keeps her in the van until the next day. Rapes her repeatedly. Pulls her out of the van. She's At this point, she's, like, naked and injured and just, like, in an awful state already. He goes, he says, this is a quote, you want to be set free, I'll set you free.
1: Yeah.
5: He pulls out a hatchet from his toolbox and swings it down on her left arm and completely chops it off in one swing right below the elbow. And he, he's, he's swinging at her left arm right now, so he took mm-hmm. another swing. She grabs his arm really tightly with her right arm. Remember that as well. So... You know how people say when, like, tragic things happen, your adrenaline kicks in and you don't feel as much as you would something lesser? Yeah. Like, I know I was, you know, any situation that I was in that I was really scared and, like, if I was running or something and, like, hit my elbow... I, I don't I didn't feel the pain until like way later.
1: i would be weeks. So I feel it immediately. I am like, "Ah."
5: Oh. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, like I'll be at a club and like break my toe and like I won't notice until afterwards. When you They're fell just, down like, the stairs, at Chelsea I'm yeah, <laughs> fine. Fine. Everything's fine. That was funny. But it's stuff like that cuz my adrenaline kicked in even like in a slight situation like that where I was like, "Oh my god, this is so embarrassing in front of all these people." I didn't feel the pain until like 20 minutes later. Yeah. So she felt everything, etc. He then took her right arm. But she was kicking and screaming and fighting back, like, the badass she is. So it took longer to get her right arm off. And she was cut, like, right below the elbow, so she still has, like, her shoulders and stuff. Um, When he's done getting her right arm off, he's making, like, a flicking motion with his arm, like, away on the side. And this is, like, this is how attention, like, attention detail oriented she's being right now, which is absurd. You know, because some most people would, like, panic and just freak out. If like, if like she's
1: spider fly, your, like, mm-hmm. some instincts kick in.
5: Yeah, like, she has, like, Sydney-level, like, I'm gonna examine everything that's going on right now to get the best indication of the situation. She He's making, like, this flicking motion, and she wonders why. He's trying to get her hand off. Her hand and lower arm was still tightly holding his arm, because remember how I said she grabbed his arm? Even yeah. though it's detached from her body, it's still hanging on to his arm. Super creepy.
1: I didn't know that possible.
5: <laughs> so she lay very still and so this is another kind of just like very tactical move that she was making she was laying very still she was not dead obviously her body was going into shock but she was laying still like she said I cannot move right now if I move like he's gonna try to keep hacking off limbs or whatever he picks her up almost like expressionless and throws her off a 30 foot cliff breaking four of her ribs she was in complete bodily shock at that point because she just experienced a huge fall and also she does not have arms anymore. So she just laid she there both bleeding. Both of her arms are off. Both of her arms below the elbow, like right here. They're, all, they're both off. Um, so she laid there bleeding out. She was tired. She was cold. She wanted to go to sleep, but something in her brain. This is the best part of the story. She heard a voice in her brain this entire time saying, do not go to sleep. Do you want to know why? Not because she was like, I have to survive this. I have to get through this. She was saying, he's going to do this to someone else. Like, I am not the only person, like, knowing, you know, the way that it all happened, she was like, he's done this before, he's gonna do it to somebody else, so I have to survive so that this does not happen again and I can try to put him away for as long as humanly possible. Who thinks that? When they're almost dead at the bottom of a ravine, like, in a swamp, like, who thinks about stuff like that? Crazy. This, she's motherfucking phenomenal. So, this is what she does. She lays there for a while trying to, like, gain her energy, regaining all of her strength that she possibly can. She stuck her arms in the dirt and was packing the dirt in the stumps in her arms to stop the bleeding and crawled up the cliff with no arms. And she, by the time she reached the top, it was night. She got to the top. She walked all night, three miles. But keep in mind, something that I didn't even say is, like, she didn't even know if he was at the top, like, waiting for her. Like, she walked up the cliff or, like, tried to get up the cliff knowing that, like, he could have been there waiting for her to, like, completely finish the job. Mm -hmm. So she is at the top of the cliff. It was night. She walked all night. Three miles she walked to get, because it was a deserted road. But she faintly heard the sound of traffic. So she followed the road to try to, like, find cars until daylight. So she's been out for over 36 hours at this point. Like okay, since the not. start of this like drama, it's been 36 hours until now.
1: She shouldn't bleed to death.
5: I know. I know. At the bottom of the cliff, she was literally bleeding to death. And she like had the wherewithal to make a plan. Wait, how
1: did she even pack dirt? She didn't have hands. She
5: just like moved it with her arms, like with the remaining arms that she had left. Like stuck them in the dirt. I'm gonna like
1: just take the wheel. I ain't doing all that. Literally,
5: know. no, because I mean it, it would be hard to climb up a 30-foot cliff if you had arms and legs. Like, I'd fall and die. And she didn't even have arms, and she crawled up this this muddy cliff. Like, what an insane thing. So she's been out for over 36 hours at this point, just to put it in perspective. And then a car comes down the road. She describes it as a sports car. Two men are driving. Um, she's screaming at this man covered in blood she looks like something from a movie so like think about this you're driving down a road late at night if you see some naked woman with no arms waving at you with blood oh, yeah, all over naked. her you're not I mean I feel like men most most men like most people even like wouldn't pull over you know yeah, what I mean so I'd be
1: scared too, yeah.
5: after these men like left she was like I'm gonna die she's like screaming at them like just like pull over like I've been hurt I'm been whatever and they they just they took off and it's very touching she later says that like she doesn't she didn't care she was she like forgives them like she would do the same thing if she were them which is crazy so she knew she was gonna die out there and then someone else comes finally it's a honeymoon couple who got lost they were lost and like they, they found they found Mary and they helped her in their truck they drove like mad men to a phone to call the paramedics because no one had cell phones back then, because it was the 1970s, and a helicopter came to pick her up. She lost almost half the blood in her body. The doctors were like, if you would have been out there for a few more hours, you would have completely died. Um, It got to a toxic level, but she was so desperate to live that she remained calm, like a goddess, to survive. So, ten days after that point, the police found and arrested the man. Thank goodness, you would think okay because um also i'm not gonna say his name because he's a piece of shit and he doesn't deserve recognition like i know the name but i'm not gonna say it on the podcast because not what i'm trying to do the next time mary saw him was in court he was just a few feet away from her when she was in the witness stand he was convicted of rape and attempted murder guess how many years he got 10 14 we were very close the maximum term allowed under california law at the time for rape and attempted murder When she left the courthouse, she had to pass him. He said to her, if it's the last thing I'll do, I'll finish the job.
1: Why are men so
5: can you imagine a she has so she um. if you don't know Mary had hooks for arms and so she was walking down the aisle and just imagine like the aisle to get out of the courthouse and like when she was at the witness stand he was only a few feet away from her that whole time like imagine how triggering and traumatizing that situation is in a courtroom with the person who almost killed you and yeah. he says that to you
1: girl <gasps> where, where are her parents did they not my, I literally feel like my dad would have killed him
5: yeah I mean I don't know I mean she, I will I will explain in a second 8 years later he was released from prison on good behavior 8 years later good behavior
1: you trying uh-huh. to kill someone
5: he, not 14 not 14 years 8 years later he got released on good behavior do you think he ever did it again yeah so in 1990 he was convicted of theft he got a 60 day sentence for stealing a $10 disposable camera Separately, in the winter of 1990, so this is a few years after the attack, more than like 10 years. Separately, in the winter, he served a two-year prison term for stealing a $3 hat. So think about this in terms of, of, of like this. He's, you can serve a two-year prison term for stealing a $3 hat and only eight years for raping and almost
1: murdering somebody. For for butchering somebody and having no remorse for it either
5: and threatening them on the way out of the courthouse, holy motherfucking shit!
1: How did I know he's about to look crusty as hell? Did you look him up? Yes. Girl, up. I told you not to look him no, up. I looked, him up. I just looked uh, him up.
5: Okay, fine, fine, fine. Girl, I'm
1: sorry, of course, you're spoiling of he's it. Florida, he's from Florida. That makes I was gonna sense. say that too. Sorry, let me shut up now.
5: Yes, you thank go. you. Ooh, I told you, don't look this. Whatever. So before sentencing for stealing the hat, like during that court case he or that court moment he described himself to the judge as a confused muddle headed old man
1: so what was your excuse 10 years ago so in
5: 1997 a neighbor called the police out of concern for their neighbor and to report an old man attacking a woman in his home in Florida which is where he lives when the police got there they found the dead body of Roxanne Hayes she had been stabbed multiple times in the upper body and was a mother of three children for this murder trial Mary Fucking Vincent traveled from California in 1997. Traveled from California to Tampa to appear at his sentencing. All those years later, she gave testimony where she described her own attack and the emotional and physical strain, to say the least, that he put on her. The judge sentenced him to death, and he died in 2001 of cancer in a prison hospital.
1: I would looking at him. I've never seen a crazier looking human being.
5: That is the story of. Mary fucking Vincent. And now if my research proves right, which I know it does, she is mm-hmm. a motivational speaker around the country. She goes to conferences. So she's badass. And this I cheated a little bit because this is indeed an I survived story. But Roxanne Hayes was murdered. So it is technically a murder. And of course, this man is a murderer. Um, but just, isn't like, that the weirdest story you've ever heard in your life?
1: I just, like, don't get, like, the psychological, like, I'm going to kill someone. Like, I don't understand that. You know? I know. Like, mm-hmm. you just drive down a road, you're like, hmm, I'm going to kill it. Like, yeah, like not, hmm, hmm they're going to kill that person. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and also, why was it, like, definitely a lot in the 70s, and 60s? Like, Charles Manson, like, all of those things. What was happening in the 60s and 70s? Like, that those two decades, and bike stitch in the 80s, that made it, like, it's hella death, hella murder. What was wrong with y'all?
5: I don't know. Y'all to go
1: sit down. Aren't you supposed to be in a war? Is <laughs> it supposed to be in a war? I don't understand.
5: I'm in a class right now where we're studying masculinity, and we're right around the time of the 70s to 80s, and a lot of men grew up extremely mentally fucked up, and nobody cared because men's mental health was probably the least prioritized in the country at the time, which, um, which is a lot about, like, prevention. Like, you can prevent these things before they even happen. A lot of toxic expectations and a lot of toxic like ideologies are put on men at the time and a lot of them grew up to become serial killers and murderers because of a traumatic family life awful situations that happened in their past which is not a justifiable excuse but it does obviously contribute to the ultimate um you know result isn't that crazy wasn't that the story okay isn't mary vincent
1: such a badass yes i was confused because i thought i thought she was dead and i was like you kept saying she said and i was like when did she say this (laughs) So she
5: did. Yeah, I wanted to keep you on your toes because a lot of that information. You know how I said I was getting, um, I like spoiled it for Cindy a little bit earlier today. I said that I was getting all of my information from like a first-hand source. This is Mary Vincent. Like, you talked to the guy. <laughs> this was Mary Vincent's episode of I Survived. Okay. So I got a majority of my information from that I Survived episode and Wikipedia, which I also looked up. It's okay to talk about. We don't have to worry about copyright issues as long as we mention we got it from I Survived and Wikipedia. And um and that's the story.
1: Interesting though because this girl, I think she has like, is it like episode based, right? Where they have like episodes based. Yeah, episodes? yeah. There's a girl that has one that was like more recent that I saw, on like my Apple News, I think, or like mm-hmm. I look at a lot of stories. Maybe I just like was scrolling on like New York Times and saw it, and she was like kidnapped from her friend's front yard. Like she was reaching down to grab the girl's mail to go inside, and the guy just like grabbed her. Whoa! And he like repeatedly raped her, threatened to kill her, all of this stuff. And while he was asleep, she managed to escape. And she didn't want to pass charges, like, none of that stuff. She's like, I don't want to talk about anyone. Didn't say a word besides to the police officers after that. Talked about to her family, to her boyfriend. Like, she didn't mention it again. And okay. then she, like, came out and, like, said her story to help the, find the guy's other victims. And, yeah, it happened in, like, the 90s or something.
5: Was that the girl – because I'm pretty sure I saw this episode because I loved I Survive. Was it this girl – who and, like just
1: came out, like recently.
5: Yes. Was this the girl who didn't want to talk about it? And the police basically had to force her to like talk about the apartment complex where she was being
1: held. Something like that, yeah. Okay.
5: I remember that. And story. then they found out
1: like he had done it to like a bunch of other girls in like mm-hmm. Virginia. She was like 13 when it happened, or something like that.
5: Yeah, and she didn't talk about it for a really long time. Right? Yeah, like she, she didn't tell her like...
1: boyfriend like nothing, She did, yeah. did not mention it. And then she became a police officer and worked in sexual victims unit so she can help girls in the future. Oh, I was like, people
5: like, like that are the only people who should be on the police
1: force <laughs> literally literally the only ones that i will literally it's like they know what to look for you know because mm-hmm. they've been through it
5: exactly people i mean it's not like we're saying that like every person in law enforcement has to have like gone through something like that but like it definitely helps when you're profiling victims and when you're profiling um assaulters 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 yeah. yes yeah, uh wasn't that a crazy story isn't she so cool? Because imagine, imagine like, going through that whole thing and then becoming like a motivational speaker after that. Well, like that imagine that's teacher.
1: your life. Like, because yeah. like thinking about it, um, like, one one step can change your life. Like, imagine if she just listened to those people and, like, hadn't gone into the car, like, how different her life would be. Yeah. Not to, like, victim blame, because no. it obviously is not about it all. But it's just crazy to me how, like, one action can, like, completely change the course of your life.
5: Yeah, and it's crazy the lack of control you have over it. You know what I mean? Like, now, especially as women who live in New York City, we're told, like, be smart, be smart, be smart, and, like, do this in X, Y, and Z, and then you'll be fine, and you'll be safe. Nothing will happen to you. And it's just crazy how, like, you can just, you can make one decision, and, like your whole life. The trajectory of your being is completely shifted.
0: The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write.
2: Hopefully having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, deputy opinion editor.
0: And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu.
2: Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
4: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com.
5: I'm excited to hear it. now I just get to sit back and, like, listen to you tell your story. That's why I wanted to go first, because I was so excited that I knew I'd just, like, stay excited to jittery through your story. So,
1: so I have two cults, because, like, cults are kind of, like, less detailed, because it kind of, like, they were a cult. They did this, they are done, whatever. <laughs> but a well, little context is, like, a lot of Americans are obsessed with cults. Yeah. I don't know what it is, especially, like, recently, like, everyone likes talking about them, like, the Manson Family Murders, like, all these big Hollywood movies are coming out about 60s 70s and are still like relevant to us like we're interested in them and so many of them occurred in the 60s 70s and 80s and caused what was called the satanic panic which was in the 80s 90s into 2000s where like parents were convinced that like listening to metal music or wearing black or being golf video games video games things like that meant that like you were going to be what brainwashed into these kind of like killer communities so it's like why there was like a very like hyper christian revival in the end of the 19th 17th century began 21st century so but,
5: like everybody was going to church people were yeah. like extra wary about their sons doing weird things
1: yeah and... like rock music meant that yeah. you were going to be a killer like all this stuff my first one I, if I butcher this I'm literally so sorry okay it's called the Niche Purim cult have you ever heard of them? No,
5: no I'm so excited right now I can't even contain it
1: Okay, so the leader, Rajneesh, was a mystic cult leader and founder of the Rajneesh movement. If I'm butchering that, I'm literally so sorry. What
5: does mystic mean? Like, did he consider himself psychic?
1: He just considered him like a, like a oral being. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Like a spiritual leader. Cool. So in the 1960s, he was like a very controversial new religious movement leader. And he was very vocal of vocal critic of like socialism, communism, etc. He also said that it would like mess up our view of capitalism and like our ability to like attain wealth and riches on this earth, whatever. And he traveled around. In, he's from India, so he like traveled around India like talking about these like different issues. And he wanted to create a religionless religion. Which doesn't really make any sense because he was like a very active atheist, so like did not believe in any religion like religious teachings, but wanted to create a religion based not around like a text, but around like the ideas of like love and happiness and like sexual freedom
5: and like basic spirituality
1: like he was very anti-religion mm-hmm. like um organized religion yeah but more like wanted to be based on like a spirituality of like a list of qualities of like love and like very like hippie dippy okay so
5: you know how people are like i'm not religious i'm separate. is that him did he say it just like that as yes, well yes but like he wouldn't like, to, like to be
1: like a religious following like a cult of the huh. following but he didn't want it to be like oh we are hindu or we are jainist or we are jainist or we are christian or whatever he wanted it to be more of like a, we believe in these principles you got know it. Yeah. so he was like very hippy dippy he would like talked about how he wanted to emphasize creativity meditation love and an open mind towards human sexuality okay Yeah, so he became known as the sex guru of india and he caused controversy all around india because of not only his teachings but also he got into a lot of trouble with like local authorities over like tax evasion and things like that so, in the 70s, he began gathering followers for his new movement and built a shahram in India. Ashram? Ashram. What's that? It's like a, um, they have a lot of ashrams in, in California mm-hmm. where people go on like religious or like spiritual, like awakening weekends at like an ashram. It's like a spiritual base. Like a center? Yeah. So it's called a shahram, uh, ashram. I keep missing that. Ashram in India. He was like developing his like spiritual teachings and the like, philosophy and whatever. And he, grew, like, he started to grow a Western following in the US and in Eastern Europe, surprisingly. So after growing tensions with the ruling government in the area, he built the ashram. He sent his followers to buy a compound in Oregon, Wasco County is what the area was called. And it was 65,000 acres of land. Do you know how big that is? Do you know how big that is? <laughs> so they bought large. it for $5.7 million. Where so the hell he did he get that had, money from?
5: He had all of this money from so far from being.
1: No, he got his assistant, whose secretary, okay, whose name I'll mention later. But her husband bought it for them.
5: So he got that money through connections, connections. and le- so that just even goes to so how persuasive yeah, he is already.
1: Like the husband bought it in full. For Holy mother, five point seven million dollars. Bruh. I wish I had a fucking
5: friend like that. (laughs) We all need a friend
1: like that. So like in 1981, they, him and his followers all moved to this compound in Oregon and he went under like a travel visa for medical purposes. So he wasn't supposed to be here as like a permanent resident. It was supposed to be like medical procedures or whatever. And so they were told to sell all their belongings that were coming and just come as you are basically. And they registered themselves as a town so that he could govern them and control them without any like outlookings from local authorities or state authorities or whatever. So they called it Big Muddy Ranch. A little bit literal for my taste, but, you know, like I said, it was big as hell. So I guess if you got it like that, you can name whatever you want. (laughs) But they ran, like, immediately into conflict with the residents of, like, the surrounding counties because it was incorporated into the same area as a county called um, Antelope, Mm -hmm. Oregon, that had less than 100 people living in it. So it was like 70 people, and they just like built this town next to them. Whoa. And it was supposed to just be like a farming station, but they like registered it as officially. But then like after three years, literally just three years, they had a fire station, a police station, a post office, a mall, public transportation, a post office, and like mailing systems within three years. Like Whoa. Most people that take, build a town takes a lot longer than that. And right. they have their own zip code too. And they also had an airport, a full-fledged airport with their own airline. So I'm kind of like, where'd y'all get this money from? That's question number one.
5: From Miss Secretary's boyfriend, Yeah. Probably.
1: But, like, all these issues, like, legally and, like, with surrounding towns started to happen when they realized that they were building, like, infrastructure to be their own, like, full-fledged community. That's when started to get a little bit sus.
5: Why? Because everybody was like, S- you're satanic? Because
1: they were like, you're supposed to be an agricultural, and now you're having, like, you're building, like, a town, which you're not supposed to be, because you're not legally a town, you know? Got it. And within three years, they went from just being a small community of fifty to having over seven thousand people living in the in the town, 7, as 000. as members of the cult, as members of the cult. Which is oh
5: insane. Do you know people had to pay to be members of the cult? Like, was he getting money from this and a lot of profit? Because well, he
1: basically owned the town, so any profit uh, that came from like those businesses would go to him. They said he had ninety three Rolls Royces. Rolls Royces are like billion dollar cars. I'm a bit confused. is that
5: exact number? Ninety three. That's what Royces. it said in the
1: article. Um, so I'm kind of like what were you doing with 93 cars driving them
5: okay (laughs) driving one per day like I don't wow it's crazy but
1: within those three years it got so bad that the town of Antelope the 60 people 70 people voted to disincorporate their town in fear of it being taken over by the Rajnees community so the Rajnees so when they heard about the vote coming they made some of the residents move into the town so they would outnumber them in the vote so they could keep their zip code basically okay so, after all this came down, people started getting, like, really obsessed about it. So, the Attorney General of Oregon was, like, this is basically an armed religious organization, which is a violation of the type of church and state. So, they wanted to, like, disincorporate the town as a whole, the like, whatever. So, that brought a lot of, like, internal conflict between, like, the high leaders in the group and also a lot of negative media attention because people were, like, what the hell is happening in this little commune, you know? So they got accused of like, various crimes such as wiretapping, poisoning public officials, and attempted murder. And I'll just finish this thought. Just like
5: random crimes like that. Yeah, yeah, just
1: random. But the height of their media attention was when they committed the largest biological well, where-, where-, where, yeah. The height of their media attention came when they committed the largest biological warfare attack in the US history. So in 1984, they wanted to attempt to influence a local election in favor of their candidate, of like the neighboring town. So, they infected salad bars of over 11 restaurants surrounding the county seat, so like the, the borders of the area, and sprayed salmonella over the ingredients in the kitchen and poisoned over 800 people. Over. <gasps> and it's considered the largest biological terror attack in the US history. No. You want to do all of that just so your friend wins? That's some dedication. No. <laughs> like. And so the girl who was considered to be like the orchestra of it all was the secretary whose husband bought the commune. Her name was Ma-Anon Sheila. She just left the commune with 20 other people and fled to Switzerland. So they had her extradited obviously back, but Rajneesh basically said that everything that ever happened in the community that was wrong was her fault. She took a vow of silence for all the years they had negative media attention, so she would have to be the face of the community. So when all the stuff came out that had happened, they just blamed it all on her. So she um plan uh did jail time he didn't do any so
5: because she was like the scapegoat
1: yeah basically and so um he basically blamed her for everything she went to switzerland then germany then became imprisoned for attempted murder assault wiretapping arson immigration fraud and bioterrorism and they also were accused of arson attempted murder of the u.s state attorney in general in oregon like the attorney general immigration fraud voting fraud and smuggling people and drugs and so he took a plea deal in order to throw them all under the bus and then got deported from the U.S. and was banned from 21 countries and then t- then just returned to India, started an in ashram again, and died. Imagine you got away with all of that just by blaming some random girl. Over oh, my it. God.
5: I mean, I wonder how they came up with enough circumstantial and, like, physical evidence to convict someone who, like, I mean, pro- she had something to do with it, yeah. but, like, putting it he, all on one person. He claimed that he had,
1: like, no idea they were going to planning on poisoning all those people.
5: This is so good so far. I can't yeah. wait to hear the rest.
1: I'll ask the end of that one. Oh, really? There's another one, though. Okay. The other one is the one that happened in 2020. Okay. So, that was the first cult. Eh. It
5: was so good. Good I, job, bestie.
1: I chose that one because I feel like... One, we have a touch with cults right now, I feel like, like uh, society right now. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're interesting because everyone, in, everyone in those decades are kind of wild. They're like waking up and they're like, I'm going to tell everyone I'm Jesus and start a cult. And like, <laughs> that's what the common thread of all of them to think they're like the chosen one. Mm-hmm. But obviously there are like a lot of bigger cults that I would have chosen, like People's Town or like Children of God or like Angel's Face or Heaven's Gate or the Manson Family. Like those are all I was going to
5: say, like, what's the one with the Kool-Aid? Was it the latter?
1: Um, that's People's Town.
5: Oh, that's People's. I
1: think it's People's Town. Did I say
5: Gatorade? Did I mean Kool Aid? Kool Aid. It's what the cyanide. cyanide yeah. Oh, okay. Um, like they drank the Kool Aid. That expressions come. That expression comes from that, right? Like, oh, they drank the Kool Aid.
1: Oh, it's People's Temple, oh. Jonestown.
5: Jonestown. Yeah. Got
1: it. Um. Anyway. But yeah, People's Temple is probably my favorite. cult just because. I mean, not favorite. Like I liked them. But I think it's the most interesting because like it's so random and it's connected to like Harvey Milk's murders and like San Francisco city politics. It's connected to Guyana. It's connected to 900 people dying of Kool Aid, and the killing of U.S. officials. Like it's just so entrenched in like so many different like areas. That it's like what the fuck. But I feel like all people know about Peoples Temple, and if you don't, let me know, and we'll literally do a part two because there's so many things we can talk about. It's crazy. If or you guys,
5: if we get positive feedback for this episode and you want us to do a part two of Murders and Cults, That's I would it. love to do that. I just don't know if you guys are interested in that. So if you are, shoot us a DM, let us know because this is like my favorite thing to talk
1: about. And don't about. worry, we're not becoming a true crime podcast. No, this we're is not. just a little Halloweeny thingy.
5: It's a special, but we will continue on to next week if, yeah, necessary. if necessary,
1: if wanted, if desired. I thought it would be a cute episode to get ready to for Halloween, but you probably want music to, music to get ready to because like, obviously, wow, girls babble. True, but anyway, um <laughs> the next cult, final cult of the episode, and it's funny because it's written out in XIVM, and so in my head I was like, "Fuck, do I gotta look up what these numbers mean." Like fifty four million thousand. I can't do. I can't read regrow my numerals. They literally make my head hurt. But it's pronounced (laughs) Nexium. After I looked it up on Google, so
5: she told me to plug my ears when she like played it out loud.
1: (laughs) So I chose this cult because I think that, like I said uh, a few minutes ago, most of the cults we like obsess over and think about were like in the '60s and '70s and '80s, because like satanic, panic, all that stuff. This is actually this like it's happening right now like they just were convicted it happened in 2000 so that was like kind of cool that it was like recent so people think that like those things didn't end like they're still happening so um yeah so that's what sets this one apart is that like it's a part of not history but it's happening right now so like i thought that was interesting so anyway um, NXIVM is an American cult that's primarily engaged in sex trafficking, forced labor, and racketeering. Whoa. And so out of New York, but, like, upstate, so like, New York, not New York City.
5: It's, so like, the suburbs.
1: Yeah. But it was fronted, like, the company Nexium as a marketing company and, like, a personal development company. They would have, like, self-help seminar series where, like, famous people, like, I think they said 18,000 people, like, participated in these seminars. Like, famous actors, famous actresses, like, came and, like, they were, like, centered around this idea of... Oh, if you're, like, in a place that you feel lost in, like, your professional, like, career, or it's, like, personally you feel stuck, you come here to, like, learn how to, like, liberate yourself and, like, attain a new sense of success for yourself, basically.
5: I'm just going to say that, like, in the point where I am now with my career and in, like, mental state, if I heard about something called Nexium and there was, like, a free, like seminar to oh, go no, to. Oh no, they're like
1: expensive retreats. Oh, just kidding. Yeah,
5: But that I think tells a lot about the kind of like demand for this kind of thing because if there was like a free seminar to go to, i totally attend. Think about the like rich college kid who's like... Of I shouldn't get, get
1: away money. for a little bit and go to like a little retreat to help myself yeah know?
5: like I would totally do that if I had the money like so.
1: every show on HBO right now sends around a bunch of people going on a retreat to find themselves so yeah like,
5: like that one thing was it nine, nine strangers, nine or, strangers? Yeah.
1: yeah so like it's not a, like an uncommon thing when like, people no. were into this 18,000 people participating in these like little seminars is it 18,000 18, people? people holy shit so they helped to create, like, personal and professional development and guide young professionals in, like, various fields to help make them successful by making them confident in their own abilities, basically. That's what they were marketed as. Yeah. And it was a real thing. Like, it was an actual company. But there was, like, an elite inner circle of the company started with, like, including the founder. He was, like, at the center of it. And it was, like, a small inner elite circle. And they used these seminars and their, like, high-profile acting contacts to recruit young women into their, like, little secret society that was called DOS. And in these little society, like a little inner circle, oh. they were branded with the leader's name, branded with fire like they did in like slavery.
5: No. And the
1: guy's name, his name was Keith Rainier. So they were branded with his initials, and then they were forced into sexual slavery. And the way that he kept them quiet... Is that when they were recruited, they were usually like, young girls so, like wanted to get into like the acting field. So he would take naked pictures of them or like force them to say like really really heinous things on videos like about their family or their friends or about like Jewish people or black people like really really heinous things. So if they ever threatened to like um, expose him or expose the company, he would release those things and like ruin their career basically. So yeah, that's how he like kept them in.
5: Did he ever like, was he ever like, oh, like under the premise of like, oh, I'm just going to take some like classy nude photographs and then like use those as ammunition, do you think? Or was it all very like, I'm blackmailing you right now?
1: I think they knew. Because like, the thing is, a lot of the people that were recruiting were already like really, really famous people. Mm. So if like, so the main person, get into this later, that was recruiting people was Allison Mack. She's in this show called Smallville. She's, like, the main actress in the show. Mm. And she was one of the main contacts that was recruiting young girls. And, like, she was so entrenched in it that, like, the girl who recruited her became, like, her best friend, or secretary, her assistant, whatever. And she... When she finished filming her season of Smallville, like, the most recent season, she moved to live on, like, the compound area Whoa. that's in like um, upstate New York.
5: I've never seen Smallville so I don't know. Yeah but.
1: it's about like I think it's about like uh, not Spider Superman or something and like oh. what he grew up and it's like a superhero show. Okay. But it has like a really really big following to the point where like people would recognize her like walking down the street.
5: Okay so cult following.
1: Yeah basically. So um, you know but on um, cult it had, following. It had 10 seasons. That's how popular the show was. Whoa. But um, so yeah Allison Mack she was like I guess one of the main characters. But, um, yeah, it just seemed normal, like, whatever. And so, in 2018, so this is hard happening in the early 2000s. Right. So, like, this had been developing for, like, years and years and years. And so, in 2018, the founder, Keith, and his associate, Allison Mack, from the show, they were arrested after um, a girl who was born into it. Like, her mom was a part of it. She helped co-found the company, actually, like, um, Nexium. Her mom did. Yeah. And then she was recruited into the inner circle. So after like figuring out what had happened, she spoke to the New York Times about her experiences and they like uh, did like an expose on it and then the Justice Department like started looking into it. So those two were arrested then they were indicted on federal charges of racketeering and sex trafficking because they were using the company um, funds to fund all of the inner circle creepy stuff. Whoa. So Allison Mac was sentenced to three years in prison a $20,000 fine, and, like, a thousand hours of community service for helping to recruit the girls. But Rainier's, like, sexual traffic, the things that he did to those girls were so heinous that he has 120 years in prison. So basically life. But I think they wanted to put a number on it to show, the, like, his victims. There's, like, a number. It's not just life. It's 120 years. You so know? he's
5: the one. So not only did he, like, sex traffic these women, but he was also being extremely heinous towards them as
1: well. Yeah. Well, he forced him into, like, not just um, forced labor, like, working for him, but, like, sexual slavery also.
5: Whoa. Well, like, for yeah. him personally. For him personally. And then also for other people. Whoa. Yeah.
1: And crazy. so I talked about how he would, like, keep pictures of the girls and stuff to, like, make them quiet or whatever. But then he was found guilty of racketeering, which is basically, like organized crime um racketeering conspiracy so like the intention to racketeer sex trafficking attempted sex trafficking sex trafficking conspiracy forced labor conspiracy and wire fraud so all wire
5: fraud sorry it can
1: be anything from like faking mail. when people's like wire fraud is like very broad term for like what he could have done but i guess because he had all of those charges and so many girls were affected they were like young young girls too Mm. that he got 120 years it's crazy to me because like this happened like in 2019
5: okay I think you should have gotten more than 120 years yeah that, that's
1: basically life only thing is that like, he could get out on like one good behavior two in some states would let you serve your time concurrently meaning like if he got 20 years for sex trafficking I don't know what the numbers are specifically, but like let's say you got 20 years of sex trafficking and 15 years for racketeering you can serve those times at the same time meaning you'd be done in 15 instead of done in 35. So I didn't say if he's doing it concurrently, meaning like he could just be in there for 20 years instead of all of them at the same time. Or he could be doing it, cons- um, what's the word?
5: Concurrently, did you say? Yeah, or- opposite concurrently. Oh, non-concurrently. I'm just kidding. I'm so dead. <laughs> oh, con-
1: um, con- Concretely. con consecu- consecutively. <laughs> consecutively. Guys are really smart. So he could serve them consecutively, which I think is what he's doing. Yeah. So don't quote me on that. But he did get 120 years.
5: That is crazy. It's but crazy I to think me that, like, gotten more,
1: obviously, though. and Allison Mack. Because, so the, the reason why just them got charged was that the other people signed a plea deal to just oh. like tell them everything that they knew so they could, like, in change, not get um, jail time. Mm-hmm. But Allison Mack was like on the stand and she was like, Yeah, I, I realize it's bad now. You realize it's bad. I saw girls into sex slavery. You couldn't have figured that out so 10 years ago. You
5: realized it was bad
1: after, <laughs> after you got, got caught. caught. only got three years though. And she's the one that was, like, actively recruiting young girls that, like, wanted to get into acting or modeling to, like, join this quote-unquote marketing company. But it's, like, the same thing as him is that, like, he got celebrities to get in on it, and that's what made it so, like, whatever. Crazy? Yeah. That's wild. But, like, the reason why this got so big is because they had, like family friends or like girls. They would like purposely get girls that had like connections to join in and they would keep like ledgers and like really high profile politicians so they wouldn't investigate them. So they had like uh dossiers on like Chuck Schumer and like all these people just to make sure like they would never get like uncovered. Oh my God. I don't know it's crazy to me. But it's all because of um the article that like they ever got caught. But like The they New had, York like, Times article? Yeah. they had like pyramid schemes going on. They had, like, gambling-related, like, underground stuff. So it was just, like, a bunch of illegal stuff happening in one building. And they were like, okay.
5: Think about the girl who just DM'd you on your Instagram being like, hey, girl. A famous I have an person. an extra way to make money. Yeah. If any,
1: like, celebrity with, like, a lot of followers. Or, like, someone who's famous in your field, even if it's not acting, was like, I want to help you get into it. Like, just join yeah. this organization and we'll, like, help you build you up yeah you would think that happened a lot in modeling communities a lot of like models come forward about like photographers who are doing stuff like that yeah what's that what's that movie with um sydney Sweeney just came out it's like the photographer in the movie like did the same thing
5: you're so good with actor names and celebrity names i don't even know but i mean if like somebody who i followed intimately and like an influencer that i really trusted reached out to me and like told me about a brand opportunity or a marketing opportunity i'd be like fuck yeah I'm down, you know? So that's really scary how, like, they can kind of infiltrate the society's psyche like that.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. The branded thing, too, is, like, ill. That's crazy. Like, are they cows? Like, that's awful.
5: <laughs> I know. And the physical, like, trauma that comes with that because you can, like, try to forget about it your entire life and you can go to therapy or whatever, but, like, that's always going to be physically, like, branded on you.
1: <laughs> but her, I think the reason why she got, like, charged also is because... She recruited them first into the marketing company Mm -hmm. and then hand-selected girls to be chosen for DOS and then would coerce the girls into doing sexual favors for the guy because he would pay her for them. So, like, the prettier the girl, the higher ranking in the girl, whatever, the more she would get paid for it. So that's why she's considered, like, a key part of the organization. Because, like, other people obviously helped, but mm -hmm. for her, I think because she was so high profile and she had, like, more influence over people is why they, like, pinned it on her.
5: So not all of the women who were inducted into the marketing agency were asked to do these
1: things. No, because like, it was an actual company. Like, people yes. went there. Like, a lot of high-profile um, celebrities, like, went there to get help or whatever. Whoa. It was, like, more of the inner circle thing. But, like, even his wife came out and was like, he's insane.
5: Oh, my God. No way! Yeah. So. You know so much about this. I loved that,
1: that oh, was Because it's, like, I saw it in the news when she was arrested, but I never really looked into it. So we're like during the episode, I was like, "Of course, I'm gonna look into that." That's wild. But yeah, he just got 120 years. They didn't say if it was like consecutively or not, but yeah, crazy. That was our Halloween
5: episode. Did you like it, everybody?
1: We hope you did. Um, Ew, (laughs) I I
5: liked it. It was cute. Thanks so much for listening. As always, uh, you can listen to us on iHeart and Spotify and um, I almost just said iTunes. God, the Gen Z and me, the early Gen Z. Are we early Gen Zers or late Gen Zers?
1: Definitely early. Because we're we're, we're millennial yeah. Gen Z cusp, which is the most disgusting I've ever said in my, in my life.
5: So. <laughs> did TikTok teach you that? Or where did you hear that? I don't know. I don't know either because I know that too. (laughs) We're media
1: makers so I feel like every other word is are you (laughs) millennial?
5: Exactly. So, um, you can find us on iHeart and Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as on social media on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok. We hired our interns, our girls. Are we We allowed to say their names or do not
1: ask them? We're gonna post them on our Instagram. Yeah. So maybe we like we're obsessed with
5: them. They're They're literally so great. We could not have asked for like better people to be. Party joining this family. team part of our family our adoptees because we're the adopters right they're adoptees our uh-huh. chillins har heart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was that
5: laugh so yeah have a great day everybody and goodbye, goodbye.